ourselves into a corner now where we have to sing the intro. It's really evolved into something Bad. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is Urgent Care. I'm Joel Kim Booster. I'm Mitra Johari. And we're here to help you. We're here to give advice to the best of our limited, limited. ability. ability. Ooh, we'll okay. never do anything no, in unison. No, 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 <laughs> no, that's not our brand. That's no, not what we do. We sing in well. harmony. <laughs> our brand is our brand is doing things, but not doing them well. No, exactly. <laughs> and that's why people come to us, because they know they're going to get what the they, worst advice. Yeah, something worse than what they could have given themselves. Exactly. So what they're paying for, really. It's, yeah, it's free. Unless you're paying for Stitcher. And, which, and, you know, I personally do pay for Stitcher. I do, so too. I want my things the way that I want them. Money bags. Mm. <laughs> We're making a million dollars per episode. I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> We're getting paid so much money. Mitra. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Hmm. <laughs> completely unexpected. But you would ask me how I'm doing. <laughs> I was completely thinking about something else. <laughs> the only thing that is consistent about this is that every day I ask you how you're doing. Um, you know, I'm pretty good. I went to New York this weekend. Oh which wow, was really I forgot nice. you were gone. Yes, I was in New York. I uh, was there just for work, but like a chill work trip. And I went to go see a Broadway musical oh impulsively God. alone. Which and it one? Was incredible. I went to go see Hades Town. Okay, I hear that's good. And I had a great time. I'd been wanting. So this is like this has not happened to me before, but this is a musical that I became aware of via like. 200 view video YouTube yes. musical theater mm-hmm. kind of thing in high school or maybe even junior high and I remember hearing that this that like now that the chips are down it's like a song wait I musical. didn't know it had existed for that long they've been working on I looked it up because I was like I yeah I, okay it's like just two- uh, listeners Mitra just took off her oversized baggy sweatshirt <laughs> and revealed a gorgeous skin revealing <laughs> top underneath and I'm it's, floored it's only I'm because floored. I feel safe I feel very <laughs> safe this is literally the the most revealing article of clothing that I own and it is a full length long dress <laughs> Anyway, she looks gorgeous. Continue with your story, Hades Thank Town. You. you looked it up. <laughs> it, they started making it in 2006. Uh, oh, okay. So anyway, this is the most interesting thing I've ever said in my life. But I had an amazing time, <laughs> and to go like to go see something alone, I love to do that as often as possible because everything that I watch makes me cry. No matter like if if I go see a live musical, I'm crying because I think it's beautiful that people are that committed to something and blah, 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 and all the skill. Yep. Uh, but especially that because it's something that I've known about forever and I, I was obsessed with Greek mythology, still yes. am, and it's about Orpheus, Eurydice, mm-hmm. Hades, and Persephone. So the whole time I'm just like bawling, 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 having an amazing time. And the co-stars are dating and you can really, <gasps> really tell. <laughs> like <gasps> I didn't know that they were dating going in and then after the first act, I was like, I need to look this up. <gasps> and then they are. Because <laughs> there was so much like, like non-acting stroking going oh. on on stage where I was just like... Non-acting stroking. <laughs> <laughs> where I was like, you are not the focus and yet we, you are still touching in this way. Like light forearm stroke onto mm-hmm. the onto the other, other person's body. Um, I love to hear it. 
Anyway, I had an incredible time. <laughs> How glad. are you? Um, I'm great. Um, it was at time of recording. It was my birthday weekend. Woo! Woo! And uh, happy birthday, everyone! Sing happy birthday to Joel. Right now, we'll, we'll wait. Okay. Uh, thank you guys so much for that beautiful song. Um, and I already did it full belt when he walked into mm-hmm, the room, so yeah. I don't and need but, to do it but again. But again, that's going on the Patreon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and I have to say, uh, it was the best birthday I've ever had. It I really was. I devastated to not be there. I know. This did. was actually, so this... I've I started having birthday parties for myself when I was like 23 in Chicago. A terrible mistake. Um, every year it is like they're fun, and I am. And if you were at any of the parties between years like 23 and 31, like please know that like I appreciate your presence there. I did have a baseline amount of fun, but ultimately they have all been so stressful. Not not fun enough to warrant the stress that I get from planning a party, and this. But and yet somehow every year I plan them bigger and bigger. And this is like the most ridiculous escalation of that. Um, for those of you who don't follow me on social media, I've been planning a giant warehouse party um, of the kind that I like to go here uh, to here in L.A. And it was all for charity, whatever. Um, it was a uh, whatever really stressful. <laughs> it was to all for charity, plan. whatever. It all went to K Town for all, right? Yeah, it all went to K Town for all. And Amazing. Ultimately. Um, some th- I mean, shout out to Shelly, my incredible, um, the woman who produced the party for me um, and, and did most of the heavy lifting, uh, the work of, of planning this party. And she did an incredible job. It was the most fun I've ever had. So many people, uh, roughly like 600 and some odd people came and we raised $18,000 for K-Town for All. So fucking cool. And that, and just like the confluence of like, I had a good time, everyone was having a good time. And that like made it such a special, amazing birthday. And I had sex for the first time on my birthday. And you know what? That's incredible. That is incredible because I've never had birthday sex. That's crazy to me. And you hear that song, birthday sex. And that must hurt. And it really makes you think. Did you listen to it at all on that night? No. You know what? And I think I Sad to hear because I know that you were going into that party trying to have it. Uh Uh-huh. I was. And you know what? Every year prior, I hear that song and I think, why? Why not me? It is actually astonishing to me that that has not happened in your it, life. It is weird because it is, this has actually been a milestone year for me because this was the first New Year's that I had sex on and the first birthday that I've ever had sex on. Wow. And those are both, I feel like, vents in people's lives that they put so much pressure on themselves to have sex on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I finally did it! <laughs> I finally did. And it's crazy because I have sex all the time, like in normal, like Wednesdays. That's what I mean. It's and like, like, it's shocking. It's like, but can't make anyone it come can together. Like pull it together <laughs> it's you. I feel like at least in my life. I'm I think like, I've always, I think I've it. always just put too much. The pressure has always been too much and I've right. never been able. And if you're like me and you're kind of like, oh, there's no way this is going to happen, yeah. then it will happen. <laughs> it's true. So I've now had sex on all of the major sex holidays, which are of course, New Year's birthday and Halloween. <laughs> Halloween to me should be one because yeah. there's costumes, there's yeah, like yeah, theatrics yeah. involved. Espe- it's like especially as a gay person, it is I think a major sex holiday. It should be, yeah, because it's like it, it, it to me it's like the the, the dumbest of the most like yeah. most theatrical of the sex. Okay, holidays. so then there's another one. There's um, Fourth of July. <laughs> no Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Valentine's Day to me is just like doesn't even register as an event. <laughs> um, I think you celebrate. Didn't you celebrate it pretty hard? You went all out. 
You went all out. You yeah, I went all slut. out. I, I mean, I painted the walls in my house red, if that's what you mean, but that's like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we did anything. We both oh, had okay. shows. Good. Yeah. I think it's so stupid. I like, it It, it was nice um, the first year that we were dating, because it was like, we did it. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, it just, I, I feel like, I, like I'm, so I like give gifts as soon as I think of them. I have a yeah. really hard time yeah. like getting a gift and then like waiting till the holiday. So they, I just never, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. My sister, I was home uh, in Chicago last week and my sister mentioned, she's like, oh, I wish I had a Vitamix, but it's too expensive. And I was like, within minutes I had ordered her a Vitamix. And I was like, <laughs> you're going to get a, a Vitamix right now. And it's like yeah. it, not connected to any, it's not her birthday for months. Christmas is over. Yeah. It's but just, I'm just like, like, it's so, it's so I much, know. I want to just do it. Like yeah. I, one time I, like right when when I started dating, I was like leaving town and I got him a gift. And then we were in the car the morning before, the, the night before I was going to give him a gift the following morning. And we're in the car and I was like, just so you know, I got you two books. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. And then like we got home and I was like, I guess here are the books. <laughs> Just couldn't wait. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> pretty awesome. Pretty you cool. You week after week. Just prove. Have a boring story about my no. relationship. <laughs> no, no, you prove that you're the coolest girl in school. You prove that. I love reading. <laughs> I love reading. I love making my boyfriend read Bluets by Maggie Nelson. Oh <laughs> I think I gave him that and um, autobiography of Fred. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like, read these like poetry slash prose contemporaries who are like Greek mythology. <laughs> Obviously have not. He's not cracked the book <laughs> no, open. <laughs> never. <laughs> Why would he? <laughs> it's nice to have, though. It's nice to have. I Speaking of wit, I was at the gym this morning and I heard two trainers talking um, while I was prepping for this. And one of them was like, hey, do if you have HBO, you really need to check out this guy with Thomas's HBO special. That's really, so really funny. cool. This yeah. is ba- this is all like paid promo. promo like yeah. stuff. This is all subliminal marketing. Yeah, not her. even subliminal. No, like, it's <laughs> it's bald face. But this I and thought, pure for men. It actually felt really cool to hear, even just for me as a, a friend of Wits. Out to in be the like, wild. Yeah, out in the wild to hear someone be like, it was really really cool. That's so fucking cool. And like, let me tell you, they're not smart people. <laughs> they're not smart people. They don't. That's get, really good. They don't get comedy. So if they got it. It's a good special. I love that. Broad appeal. Exciting. Broad appeal. Broad appeal. That's the that's the name of my special. Broad appeal. And I go, hey, ladies. <laughs> your husband never dump your wine down the sink. <laughs> Wait, finish it. <laughs> What's the punchline? <laughs> the um the punchline is so it's a ladies, your husband never dunk your wine down the sink. I'm like, uh <laughs> I don't like that very much. And that's my catchphrase. <laughs> all the t-shirts say, I don't like like that that very much. much. (laughs) Wait, speaking of listeners, you know, we are getting to the point in in our time as a podcast where we need to start creating merch. And we, I think we need to figure out what that merch will say. And, uh, you know, clearly we are famously very good at naming things. it's so scary to think of like, yeah, what are... Well, I think something either wee-wee-o related (laughs) could be fun. Or something. I texted you this. I think it would be very funny. You know those shirts that's that have like four, usually four women's names and Renata. an ampersand. Yeah, Renata and Kate. Whatever, whatever the rest of them yeah. are. Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley and Zoe, <laughs> and Zoe and blah blah blah. My favorite politician, um, Shailene Woodley. What those that shirt? You all know that we've described it impeccably. Yes, <laughs> chaotically. Uh, but it would be funny if it was like. Joel and Mitra and Mitra and Joel. You or know, people, Joel, Mitra, Dana Ryan. Dana Ryan, yeah. I mean, that too. But people are always saying, people, the order of our names. 
Can't yes. get enough of it. Can't yeah, get enough of it. That is true. Joel Can't slash Mitra slash, Mitra slash Joel. Yeah. Yes. Understood. Or you have to pick. You have to buy. You yeah. buy. And that's how we find out. <laughs> Actually, that's a way for us to really get yeah. our feelings hurt is having a Joel slash Mitra and a Mitra slash Joel. And at the at the end of, at the back, it says, I love you both equally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. All right. Well, Another before, one that I was thinking was, I'll just say. I'll <laughs> just say. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say. Because that's how we start every phrase. That's so annoying. Like That is a tick that I've realized over the course of listen, like, listening to our episodes to see if we want to make any cuts yeah <laughs> um, so we, every time we have a thought we go you know i'll just say <laughs> and i'll just say wait i haven't noticed that oh well get ready to have your life oh, fucking no. ruined because that's something oh, that i noticed no. like episode one and we each do it approximately 600 times per 45 minute episode all right well cool listeners if you have any ideas on that um let us know in the meantime before we jump into calls we do have an update really quick um yes. i think we should play again we love we love, love, love to get updates. And if you have an update or just a question, we love to do this at the top now. You started off the, the trend. Give us a call at 323-334-0371. That's 323-334-0371 or urgentcarepod at gmail.com. And we have an update from a listener right now. Hi, Nature and Joel. Love you both equally. Um, this is Catherine Weigel calling <laughs> you back um, with an update. So my problem, nothing ever happened. <laughs> I wanted to see the travel pics. It never came up again. And now we've been dating for like three months, and he's still never seen a single piece of anything I've ever done on social media. So I actually think I'm really – in the best possible relationship situation I could be in, highly recommend everyone date someone <laughs> who is not on social media and will not ever see yours. I hope it stays this way forever. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> well, so this is Catherine Leigel. If you don't remember her, she was freaking out because she... The guy that she was seeing said that he was not on social media and she was like, oh, actually me neither. But she actually very much is. And she was so worried that he would discover that she had a social media presence. And I think but the lesson, the takeaway from here is you can lie, 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 lie. Mm -hmm. In the first like three dates, you can lie about whatever you want to lie about. Mm -hmm. And you're and that's fine. Absolutely. It doesn't count, it doesn't count if it's in the first couple of dates. Yeah. That you lie about. Also. uh Oh. Wow, my brain just fell apart to a thousand pieces. This is the first time I've spoken today as being at this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, I, I also think just like it's probably just so unimportant to everyone yeah. what people, how much people are. Like, I feel like I've never had any emotion about what anybody does on social media unless it's like, mm. well, like, like in terms of like how much they're using it, unless you're posting like 40 times a day, like yeah. I've never really had an opinion on other people's I've social had media. some concerns about what people post on social media in terms of their men, like, well, like frequency, I mean, like yeah. frequency. I don't know. It didn't like unless you, unless it's like a minute by minute update when you've got like a thousand little dots on the stories thing. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy that you need help. Yeah. Um, I'll just say vis-a-vis -vis that is that I don't always think that oversharing is the same as intimacy or vulnerability, if that makes any sense. And that's coded. And that's what I, and that's where I'll leave it. <laughs> 
All right. I've, it made me think. Um, <laughs> I go look up at the sky. <laughs> I look up at the sky, say nothing. It's a podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we've got some amazing calls. And we're back. And we've got some calls. So let's just, let's not waste any more time. Let's just dive in. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey squad, so I have a bit of a situation. Um, so I, <laughs> my boyfriend and I decided to move in together. Hilarious. Recently. It's very exciting news. Um, we've been dating for three years, about. And right now I live with my best friend from college. We've lived together in New York City for those three years. Um, it's also my birthday today. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Happy birthday. Um, but so they both threw me a surprise party this weekend and obviously I got pretty drunk and my family was there. My sisters were there. So I was kind of sharing the news that we're going to move in together. Very exciting stuff. But I didn't think about how maybe she wouldn't like to hear it in such a casual way. So she got really mad and salty at me and was like, how could you tell me like this? This is so annoying. This is so stupid and weird. And so then we were like, okay, we'll just talk about this more seriously tomorrow. So yesterday I talked to her and she was just so cold with me and just like, okay, well, I just feel like you've been hiding this from me. Um, all right, well, bye, I guess that's it. And she literally, like, we talked for, like, five minutes. I went out of my way to come home to have this conversation. We talked for five seconds, and then she literally just resumed her YouTube video and was like, okay, bye. <laughs> um, and it's hard because she's also, like, my best friend, and I want to be able to share this exciting news with her, and I was truly just expecting her to be happy for me. But because it impacts her life, she is refusing to do so, which is sad. Um, additionally, how do I get it so she moves out of the apartment and I get to keep it? Um, <laughs> that would be very nice. Okay, thank you. Bye. Wow. Right. I, once again, I only read like the first part of the transcript and I was like, this is an interesting question. We should do this. And then I'm shocked by the twist ending of the call. I have a name for the caller. I can't wait. Let's see it. I want to call this one The Sun because she thinks the world revolves around, around her. her. <laughs> the Sun. <laughs> I love it. Okay. She's um, called. Let's let's talk about the sun. Um, so here. <laughs> the sun. I guess like my thing is, is like you never um, mentioned if you apologize to her, which like I get it. Sometimes friends are annoying like this, but like you obviously understand that this is not the ideal way for her to find out that you, that she's that her life is about to be upended. Like, listen, we've all we've both lived in New York like figuring out whether it's finding a new roommate or finding a new apartment is hell. Yes. It's, it's hell for everybody. Always a very difficult, stressful situation. I think no matter where you live, but I stayed with people that I tr actively disliked living with because I just didn't want to try and find a new apartment completely. And just like getting your stuff from another place to another place. It's just horrible. So understandable that like that would be a stressful thing to hear. But I do think, I mean, as someone who like, has recently been in this exact experience. Um, it 
I, I like part of it is just that like you had like someone threw you a surprise party so you don't control those that those circumstances it's exciting to be with your family I'm sure you were just like buzzing off that but I do think like no matter what you're living with your friend you're wanting to displace your friend as revealed and it's a big change for her too even though it's a big exciting change for you so like her way of life is changing as well um so to not take that into consideration before announcing it to everyone expecting her to be okay with something that could all like is going to be stressful for her and means that she's not living with her best friend anymore is very understandable yeah there's a lot more layers i think to her part of the equation than I think the son is giving credit to in this call. Like, I get it. It sucks when someone's not happy for you. Yeah. For when you're happy. But ultimately, I think you really need to, like, take a step back and, like, look at the ways this decision is affecting her life. You should have taken her out <laughs> to an incredible meal and said, and took, and put her your hand across the table and said, mm, babe. Look into her eyes. Look into her eyes and said, you are my best friend. You're my best friend in the world. You're my rock. Please move out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, it is very, it is a very stressful conversation and you oh. want them to feel all of your love while yeah. also understanding that you have to move on to other things right. in your life. But <clears throat> it's a very special thing to get to live with your best friend and like, especially to have it work out. Yeah. Cause I will tell you that I have, uh, it can often go real South living with any friend, um, can be very difficult. Here's what I think ultimately is that you need to apologize for the way it went down be the bigger person even if you are mad at her for being cold to you after the, the way that she found out i mean she clearly you if you she's really your friend like this will blow over like both mm -hmm. of you will be able to get past this i think you uh, kind of if you want to rescue the friendship i don't know at this point if you can ask her to move out yeah, it I would mean, be really shitty for you to be like, I'm so sorry for the way I handled things. Now, also, you need to move out because I want this apartment. Yeah, I think like the person for me, like the my perspective on my like move out of my apartment situation was like the person who is moving in with the partner <laughs> probably should go. Yeah. That's just my own personal opinion. I, I on think that, you but... I think you present her the option because there is a world maybe where she wants to find her own place. Totally. I mean, that's what ended yeah. up happening with me. Uh, I live with Patty and I'm moving in with Wit and the situation was like, oh, we both actually wanted to yeah. move out. So it wasn't I mean, a big it, deal at all. I'm but... sure there's probably a reason she wants to stay in this apartment. And uh, yes. so um, I think you present her and say, hey, like we can find our own place. If you want to find our own place, we'll also stay, keep the, the, the lease. But I don't think you have any claim unless there's context that we're missing from this over that place. And I think at this point you've screwed the pooch in terms of the friendship lane. So yeah. Do you want the great place or do you want a friend yeah. that uh, still wants to be your friend? <laughs> Those are your choices. <laughs> Those are so your choices. Good luck. Good luck becoming a planet. Okay. <laughs> Make somebody else the sun. Oh, the sun. I'm a genius. You're a genius. <laughs> Next call. Hey, Joel and Mitra. This is, oh, I guess I shouldn't say my name. It's a podcast. Um, <laughs> just know that I'm a person. Yes. Um, I'm in Chicago currently and I have been developing a very large crush on this person that I work with, on this guy. I'm a very gay male. Um, <clears throat> and I've been developing this crush and the thing, the T is, we don't actually ever talk. He's in a completely different department than I am. And so our paths rarely cross. But he's very cute, and I've been doing everything in my power to confirm that he is at least into men, and he is. He's gay. <laughs> and that's news, and that's great. Um, but basically, I'm just a little 
like, I don't know how to initiate conversation with him, and I don't know how to talk to him at all. And then there's also, and like, we, I followed him on Instagram because that's what we're doing now, and yep. I'm trying to, and considering like sliding into the DMs, but then also like we work together, and if it's, I don't know, if he doesn't like it, then like he could go to HR, and like I don't love this job, and like getting fired wouldn't be like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I have these jobs right now, but. I kind of want to leave this job, like, on my own terms and not because I was a desperate whore. Uh, so, would really love some feedback from you guys. I love the podcast. And uh, Joel is here from Chicago. You know, um, please come to my face. Thanks. Bye. People love to say that to you. And, wow. Because this is, what, like, the 40th time that someone has asked you to sit on their face? Again, Google, the transcripts for the Google Voice do ne- never They never catch. tell us when we get never the last minute sit on my face. The sit on my face. It never is never catch it. sort of remarkable. Um, I'm going to call this guy... Um, mm, get... Get... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, did you? I mean, did you have something? Because I was sort of. Want, I didn't want to call him. What did you want to call uh, well, him? Well, the unfortunate thing is he gave himself a great name, which is Desperate Whore. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> desperate. Uh, but I don't want to call him directly Desperate Whore because mm-mm. I don't think he's being a desperate. No, whore. I actually think he's not. He's actually right, being um, a, a flirty slut. A flirty <laughs> slut. I was gonna say. I wanted to say something like the the what rhymes with gig. Big. I'm sorry. Okay. No. <laughs> um, what are you trying to say? What rhymes with economy? Oh. Uh, um, sit, gig, uh, sit down on, on me. me. <laughs> the gig, sit down on me. I hate this Gig, episode. sit down on me. <laughs> We're doing Gigs, a bad Listen, job. but listen, listen, we haven't spent 30 minutes on this. Okay? We haven't. We're going as fast as We're we possibly as can. As and we it's can. making it worse. And the quality, it shows. <laughs> gig, sit you down either, on me. You either get us thinking of a fast thing or... Or a good thing. And the quality, ultimately, of the destination is never far off in either direction. No. But. Not good. Not good. Not good today. Not good. In, but And not good usually when we not spend 30 minutes either. usually either. So that's okay. Does nothing rhyme with gig? Sig. Tig. Notaro economy. Rig. B- big. Like a horny thing? Yeah. Big. Di- <laughs> I don't know. I think it's okay. Yeah. Gig, sit down on me. <sighs> I mean, a hiss from Dana. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Normally, people are always like, Dana's so supportive. Dana laughs in the in the background. But no, it's actually a full hiss. We've gotten a couple of truly honest responses from Dana in the past few episodes, and I'm grateful because yeah. it shows that the, she means it when she laughs. Yeah, she, she lets she us know when she hisses hates it. when she hates it. <laughs> All right, gigs it down on me. I will say, I will say. Uh, one slide into the DM that is not like don't start it at a dick pic and you're fine. You know, yeah, like just don't be like, haha. <laughs> yeah, respond to his stories. Yes. Um, th- respond to the stories. I think is is one of the the, the best ways. That's a classico yeah. enter the sphere kind of thing. You can really set a great foundation via like a response to a story. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean that is tried and true for me as someone who's like very scared of putting myself out there. I'll respond to a DM. Yeah, and you give. I think you do two. Re- Reacts to a story, mm-hmm. one comment on a recent post. Don't go back into well, the archives. Science from Joel. Okay, and then one a one-off DM sort of um, commenting on a story. Mm-hmm. I go then, straight to the comment on a story. Or 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 you could do that if you want to be crazy. <laughs> if you want to be a fucking psycho like me, okay. <laughs> and I'm just this is just well, for I'm, listeners. Well, I'm not in the scene anymore. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> she's, she's out of touch. But then, okay, if you do all that and he does not follow you back, 
You have your answer. Yes. You have your answer. Oh, I hope he follows you back. But if he follows you back, then send him a dick pic. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> send him full hole. Send oh. him full. Send him the inside of your hole. <laughs> 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 and no, and and no one will, no HR department in the country will be able to fire you well, for that. Get give him front row seats to a colostomy. Yeah, <laughs> get him in there personally. Because listen, I think like it's totally f- like you say yourself in the email that you rarely see each other. So I actually think like it's very safe and okay to do start it online. And then those few times you do cross paths in the men's room, you look over and you take a peek at his dick and you say, "Hey, nice dick." <laughs> yes. Joel and I both work in offices. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say in my WeWork days when I worked in a WeWork, uh, this was one of my favorite games. It was like trying to figure out if someone who worked two offices over was gay and then mm. finding out if they were gay. And then I would, I, there would be, I had a crush on a guy in an office over for me and my bosses once noticed on my desk, they would be like, why do you have three cups of coffee and five waters <laughs> and a, a roll of paper towels on your desk? And I'm like, because I've been making, I've I wanted every time I'd see him go into the kitchen, I would be like, hey, <laughs> just make myself a new cup of coffee and then bring it back to the desk. So I get this life. I get this culture. It's the, it's the most fun of working in an office. Absolutely. I feel like. um, but I don't think you're in danger of being fired. I do Unless think, you do something fireable, which don't. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah. Just be just be chill in the Just DMs. be cool like us. Like us. Like just we be cool absolutely like us. are. Yeah. And also, I think it's so sad that you have to work three jobs that... Late stage capitalism, and if everyone, late stage, cap, I don't know. Gape stage capitalism. <laughs> Gape stage cap, wait, can we, that's it. That's their new name. Okay. We've got it. We don't go back, stage, but we'll gape stage capitalism. Gape stage capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> that's for Mitra. Good job. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> a I, sincere, I never, a sincere compliment. I never thought I'd hear you say the word gape. I never thought I'd hear the word gape come out of your mouth. But here you Wearing are. Wearing a full wedding dress today. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a fucking extra out of Midsommar. Thank you. Um, okay, let's move on. from now. That we can't beat gape stage capitalism. <laughs> wow. If that's not the title. I know. You're on a real winning streak here. Um, okay, this is an email. Do you want to read it? Yes. Great. <laughs> what do I write it all in that pitch? <laughs> hey, Joel slash Mitra, Mitra slash Joel. Yes. Woo. Here's my att- attempt to keep it to, in quotes, the meat, as in um, steak of my issue. They spelled it that way. Uh, I have this group of friends that were my ride or die chosen family. Over the last few years, the majority of them have become very close friends with an ex I want nothing to do with. The relationship was so toxic, you need to wear a hazmat suit to even talk about it. Now, it seems that I've been left out of hangouts because the ex, ex gets invited and there's no way to be in the same room as her my friends oh excuse me a little burp my friends have resorted to guilt oh god my friends have resorted to guilt tripping me because of my choice to stay away from her and it hurts to see how they had a front row seat to how i was treated by this ex and she's now higher standing than me in our group i love my friend family but their lack of acceptance in my decision to space myself from this harpy cuts deep and leaves me sitting on the sideline. What do you think is the best way to handle this situation or should I just throw in the towel and hope to be adopted into another friend family? Love you two in the pod. Do you have one? I was going to say um Toxic gape? You're using toxic waste. No, I mean something in that d- d- decision. Oh, the hazmat. Hazmat, too. yeah, because hazmat and the X is toxic. Um, Chern- Chernoboy. 
Chernoboy. <laughs> B-O-I, by the way. Chernoboy. Okay. Oh, yes, like as in skater. Yeah. <laughs> so Chernoboy, I actually don't know if you're a boy, but spiritually you're a boy. I actually think there are two, <laughs> there are two scenarios here, mm-hmm. very clearly from where I sit from this email. One is that your friends are bad. And one is that perhaps your friends have a different perspective on the way your relationship went with this person and who this person is. And you maybe need to revisit. Well, it's like, and, and both of those things can be true. I think as well. That is true. Yeah. Um, I think it's unrealistic to expect people to cut, you can't you can you can't force anyone to cut anyone out of their lives. True. Um you can you can ask them to, but what they do with that information you can give them the information that you think is enough for them to do that. You can't make them do anything. I will say though, I am the kind of friend that like if you if you and Whit were to break up tomorrow, uh, he's dead. He's <laughs> I mean, I'm fucking dead to me. I'm I'm more on, like Especially if, if he was in any way hurtful to you. He's literally dead. I would slit his throat. I'm saying it on record. If (laughs) Thomas is found somewhere in a fucking ditch. (laughs) Joel did it. With an extra mouth, an extra wide mouth, because I joker cut his face. That's the way he wants to go. I know. Actually, I... (laughs) (laughs) Then just know that it was fucking me because he hurt Mitra Johari and I'm putting it on record. Like, that's the kind of friend I am. And and so, like, I I understand this person, Chernoboy's hurt here in terms of, like why his friends would do that. And it's also like uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a caller who like found her boyfriend's ex on Instagram and wanted to befriend them. And we, we rightfully called that person a psycho. And so I get, I think I understand, I understand that, but which is, which is why I'm sort of like, why would this person's good friends do this? It would really hurt my feelings. I mean, I, I mean, my last person that I dated, I had plenty of friends who were like, took it as an opportunity to not be around this person very, mm-hmm. as much anymore. And then I had plenty of friends who were like, we are still friends. And that, but it, my situation was different. That my last. It doesn't sound like she was an established part of the friend group, though. That's the thing. It sounds like this person was dating her, and they only knew her as the girlfriend. I'm actually, am I gendering this person? I, I don't even know. But um, it, uh, I just think. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if there was any genders, but Chernoboy was where we have it. So, anyways, <laughs> I, I just think there. I think the situation is is that like you either need to like talk to your friends, and you need to have an honest conversation with your friends, and be like, okay, so am I wrong here? Was I was I actually because like using the words like harpy? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes when people use the word harpy, I'm like, you automatically seem a little in the wrong. <laughs> No idea what happened in this co- in this relationship to make her toxic and a harpy, and what made it so bad. Well, I also here here's the thing is like I I I wonder if this person has talked to their friends about how yeah. this makes them feel because some I mean because some people really can be in uh, the same circle as a person that they used to date. Yeah. Like, especially if there's distance between the breakup and people kind of reintegrating a person mm-hmm. into the friend group. But if there's not like a conversation about yeah. how that makes you feel, you can't be mad at them for that because I don't think that's something that people, like, I don't think everybody naturally assumes that you can't be yeah. in a group with them. I think that is a fair thing to want is to not be invited to the same spaces as that person or at least like have that be taken into consideration. Yeah. Well, he said, he does it. My friends have resorted to guilt tripping me because of 
my choice to stay away from her. Oh, it was a girl. And it hurts to see how they have had a front um, to see how I was treated by the sex and she's now higher standing in the group. That's also such a weird way to look at friend Ranking, groups. Yeah. Rankings. Yeah. Um, so that is why I think so. It, so clearly there has been some sort of discussion. I don't know how seriously it has been. Um, so I, you need to um, talk to your, have a serious conversation with your friends and be like, hey guys, like this is really hurting me. And they will either have the op- and the opportunity to be like, hey dude, like this is how we see this person and your and your relationship. And we actually think, you know, I don't know that, that they have a different perspective, obviously, and they don't see how toxic this person was to you. Right. You need to give them the information to make an informed decision yeah. and then decide how you want to behave yeah. based on that. So and, if, if and you don't want to be around people who are still hanging out with this ex then you need to move on, yeah. I think. Because um, the, the other option is that your friends are just bad. Yeah, because that's very and possible. That could be, and that could be true. And, and then, then now decide it's time, what you do with that yeah. info. Good luck. All right. Okay, let's, um, we've got another email. I'll read this one. <clears throat> Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. Love it. <laughs> Love you both. I'm big fan of the podcast. Thank you for reading this email. As I, as I know, you have many people seeking your urgent care. In the past year, I've become close with my college friend circle to the point where we have become a group and do weekly activities together. I really value this friend group, especially as I have a hard time making friends and we get along so well. We all love each we all love theater, and they have become my outlet and group for this large passion in my life. Recently, we have discussed the controversy regarding the casting of a known sexual harasser in a leading role of a new Broadway show. One of my new friends, a man in this group, showed no empathy toward the women who were hurt by his sexual by this sexual harasser, and unfortunately has made other comments in the past that show a general lack of respect for women. There is usually immediate tension when he says this stuff, but in the past, we have let it go rather quickly and with only little comment to address it. I I am known to have very strong opinions, the biggest of which is that women deserve respect, support, and equality. Radical, I know. I don't want to implode this group of friends that I love so dearly, but I also do not know how to go on without addressing my friend's sexist views. I do love the other parts of this person, and I don't want to lose his friendship, but I also feel like an absolute hypocrite for not calling this shit out in my own in my own otherwise privileged life. One of my friends has tried to talk to him in the past about it, but has generally been dismissed. This makes me think bringing it up won't change anything. Am I just trying to cause drama, you know, as theater people over something that won't even be helped? I feel like I find myself in this position frequently, having to choose between losing friendships slash alienating myself or not speaking up for what I believe to be important. Any advice on how to proceed? Much love. Thank you again for reading this. Um, What do we want to call this person? Um... Feminist, freedom fighter, <laughs> Norma. Wait, we've already done a Norma Ray one, haven't we? Have we? Maybe not. Norma, Norma Hay. Norma Broadway. Norma Broadway! <laughs> yes! Woo! One of our classic the, the collabs. The bar is so low. One of our that, classic that collabs. That scream from Joel. Yes. The bar is so low. Norma Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, sad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, um, listen. So, um, she uh, she did a, uh, she was vague about the details of the situation. But to, to catch, I think it is important to know the context of the situations. Basically, the guy on, who's playing Bernardo in West Side Story was fired uh, from uh, the New York or a ballet company. I don't know the specifics, so I'm not even going to try and guess. A ballet company because of, there was a scandal. It was basically a bunch of guys in this company were sharing nude photos that um, had been shared with the guy who's playing Bernardo in West Side Story. And he shared them with a bunch of guys and they were passing them around. And she found out, and I believe there were other women involved. And um, they were all let go because that is not okay. Mm -hmm. 
And um, and then there was a uh, basically a lawsuit, and they were reinstated at the ballet company. And now here we are. He's cast in this giant Broadway show, and there's a lot of protests about him being allowed to be in this, despite all of that. And it's a very complicated situation, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think um, it's a shitty thing to do to share photos of someone like that. Uh, we've all heard the saga of my nudes being shared all over the internet. I'm yes. not a fan. Right. Um, but um, in terms of, and friend- I don't know if you talked about it on the pod, but you got you got them off. Yeah, right? I did. They, I think they are finally now all off. Um, Sorry to make you talk about it, but that was good. Yeah, that was good news. It was good. It was it was it was a long time. A horrible process. A horrible and- process. Um, and again, and and uh, and ultimately for me, it was just like annoying because like it, I'm in a, a privileged position where like you know uh, it it did not affect my career necessarily or and like. People wanted to see them and were nice about it. So it didn't affect me psychologically. It was just like the violation of it all is like weird. Of course. Um, But in terms of the dynamics of this friend group, Mm -hmm. another friend group dynamic question, it's very tricky because like I'm a very non-confrontational person when there is like, because this, I think people, I know a lot of people who are very divided on this. I do know a lot of people who are sort of like, um, it was wrong, but it wasn't criminal and that shouldn't stop people from seeing this play. I know people who are like, he should never be allowed to work again. You know, it's like sort of like it's weird. I hang out with people who are like, Louis should still be able to perform, you know, and, and, and I so I get like the the frustration of being around people and not being able feeling like you can articulate it without seeming like an annoying that person. Yes. I mean, I feel like I am often the annoying that person. Yeah. Um and I think we talked about this a little bit with the um, the Israeli person who mm-hmm. emailed, where we all have our lines of what we can tolerate with a friend and the kind of things we can have disagreements on and the kinds of things that we can't. And it sounds like this is something that is really eating at you. And maybe this is one of those lines that someone cannot cross with you, in which case don't. Yeah, I don't think you. I mean, I have people in my life that I was friends with and then they shared an opinion that did kind of poison the well of our friendship. And I'm not like mean to that person when I see them because we do share friends and those people in my life, but I do not make any effort to be in the same room as them anymore because it is something that like, I can't really think about. And if they ask me about it, I'm willing to talk to them about it. But I, I just have things that everybody does. Everybody has things. It's like, if somebody, this person cannot see the value in like the emotions and the experiences of the women affected, which it sounds like they cannot, since you've said yourself that they show no empathy towards the women affected, then maybe that's something that means that you can't be friends with that person. And I think that is totally valid and totally okay. Yeah. And I also think that there are different lines. I think, uh, I think you, I, I think you need to have an honest sort of conversation with yourself because there are two lines for me, I guess there are like people in my life who share opinion or have a, have ideals and beliefs and opinions that make it just sort of like, I don't need to talk about it with them and I don't want to hear it, but it's not necessarily like it's in this gray area where it's like, I can understand how they could have that viewpoint, even though it's opposite from what I believe, but I can still manage to have a friend, a friendship with them. We just can't discuss X, Y, Z because it's not productive. And then there, you know, there's a further line where it's like, okay, if you believe X, then unfortunately, 
I can't be friends with you. And yeah. I guess I think with you need to, cause she does say there's like other things about this person that you love and respect. And, and I don't know how much of a conversation you've, or how much you've actually pushed him on this, but maybe, you know, and it's, it's sort of hard to know how, how exactly he comes down on it in general. I don't know. I, I think you sort of need to decide, you need to figure out and have a really honest conversation with your, with yourself about which line it is. Is it, we just can't talk about gender equity issues because um, it will upset you and make you, you know, you untenable to be friends with him. Or do his opinions on gender equity sort of go beyond a place where you can be even friends with him? And that is something for you to decide, not something I think we can decide with the limited information that we have. Woo! Wow! <laughs> wow! We're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. Yep. And we're back. And last but not least, we have a very special voicemail from a very special girl. Deeply. And she's a girl, not a woman. And she's a girl? <laughs> she's a girl. A young girl. A tight little girl. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you always go there. I always go there. I'm you always crass. go to the tightness. I'm you blue. always I'm go to the blue. tightness. I'm cross. I blue, go blue, there. Blue, 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 blue. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm the Howard and you're the Robin. And sometimes I'm the Robin and you're the Howard. This is a Batman reference. Yeah, no. I'm kidding. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> you bitch. Okay. All right. Let's is it Howard Stern? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I'm the man cow and you're the henchman. And uh, I don't remember any of man cows. Do you remember man cow? Uh-uh. I don't have one single pop culture reference in my entire That's life, true. except for Hades Town. That's true. That's true. Because <laughs> every time I have a new pop culture references, the other one goes yeah, away. Yeah. There's only space for three. Yeah. Okay. What are the three currently? Hades Town, MASH, and Fifth Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good mix, though. I Give it to me. I'm aware of that. <laughs> Everybody, if you haven't before, check out Fifth Harmony's song, Top Down. It has okay. one of the most surprising and upsetting musical moments that I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, listen to it. And um, when you get to the chorus where they go, Electric City, um, <laughs> let me know. Someone someone will do this and have this experience because to me, the Electric City moment was one of the most formative moments of my entire life. And you heard that Well, it has like 90 different genres in one song. And so it's like a completely different song <laughs> up until a certain point. I'll play for you after, but me describing it is actually probably just as satisfying, JK. Um, but, <laughs> but they're doing like a total, totally normal like top down. Down, and then they get to the chorus and they go electric city and the song just completely takes a left turn it has nothing to do with like electric city and th like this moment in music is one of the most shocking <laughs> horrible anyway um <laughs> that's my time there's so much to unpack here but we simply don't have the time um Dana, please 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 god play the voice <laughs> i'm sweating hey joel and mitra uh, this is joel firestone i was calling because um I'm having some trouble. So I got this dog like five months ago, and I, I love the dog so much. And, um, you know, I like, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I like, you know, he kisses me on the lips. I know, I know everyone says, don't do that. It's disgusting. He's not sending the right message to him. And I, I you know, that's actually not even the problem. The problem is, is that whenever I go to like hug or kiss my boyfriend, the dog uh, barks and scratches at us, and um, I'm not sure what the dog wants, if the dog is jealous of me, if the dog is jealous of him, or if the dog wants wants 
in on it. I, it always kind of makes me uncomfortable, but without fail, the dog will always bark. Um, and I say scream when, uh, when we try to be um, connected with each other. What do I, what do? I do? Um, what, sh- what should I do? Thank you. Without fail, the dog will always bark. Bark or scream even. <laughs> and to imagine a dog screaming at, at its owner is showing signs of especially, physical affection. Especially with the, when the owner is Joe Firestone. Yeah. <laughs> is a really upsetting so, so many layers to that. Um, and in fact, so many layers, we need to unpack them with Joe. Yes. Uh, so we are, of course, going to give her a call back now and see if we can't get to the bottom <laughs> of this on? situation. <laughs> what if we had special guests, the dog whisperer? I know. That's I wish, what I kept thinking. I wish we would have given one more minute of thought to this. I and know. Then, but, oh, yeah. And then, and then of course, and then we would have yeah, to have yeah, done yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We have the same manager. <laughs> Do you? No. What if you knew? I feel like that's something you would know. I do have the same manager as the fish man from um, Shape of Water. Totally different. <laughs> <laughs> but we could have gotten him and maybe he wouldn't. He would have had an idea. Yeah. Well, missed opportunities. And that's what life's all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Certainly what this podcast is about. Ryan, please get Joe on the phone. Hello. Hi. Hi. Is this Joe Firestone? This is Mitra. Hi. This is Joel. Hi, Mitra. This Hi, is Joel, Joel. Kimbooster. Thank you Hi. so much for your call earlier on Urgent Care. We hear you've got some trouble yeah. with a dog. Yeah, I guess I guess trouble. You, you can't spell trouble without roof, roof, roof. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my predicament. Can we ask a clarifying question real quick before we jump yeah. in? Um, can we get uh-huh. the what is the gender of this dog? Uh, he's a little boy. Okay, <sighs> thank God. Great. He's got a little. He's got a little penis. Okay. And, and that makes me more feel more comfortable about you kissing him. To be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. Because if it was a girl dog, I I don't know. <laughs> it would be totally old. understand that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you and how old is Doug? You've had him for five months. He's uh, he's five, I think. We don't we don't know, but five um, years old. So, but that's like thirty. What is that? Like thirty five and. In dog years, so right. like he's I, kind well, of my age. I wasn't yeah, accusing I mean, you of demographic. And he screams. And he screams. <laughs> is that how you would describe yeah. what he does when you kiss your boyfriend? Okay, so could you guys just pretend to be me and my boyfriend and just tell me when you're about to, to <laughs> yes. kiss or hug and okay. I'll do what the dog does. Okay. We're leaning in. We're leaning in. Okay. And, and I'm clutching <laughs> Wait, that sounds like a bird. That doesn't even sound like a dog. Yes, this is kind of what it's, he'll do. And I'm just wondering what you guys would recommend in that situation. So here's what I will say, first of all, is that... You, oh, my God! Never mind. Okay, sorry, Joe. I just realized that I did a vocal tick that Mitra just pointed out that I always do, that I never realized. I, I realized in listening to uh, our podcast to make edits that Joel and I start many sentences by going, you know, I'll just say, okay. and now I'm hyper aware of it, and it, I get really upset. So we apologize for that, Joe. <laughs> in any case, I will just mm. say... That uh-huh. I think what you're doing with the dog is wrong, kissing it like you do. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> I think that, first of all, is disgusting. And, and you seem to have a sense of the wrongness what? of it. You seem to have what a sense is, of the wrongness of it. 
what is disgusting? Could you be specific? It's morally wrong. It's morally wrong. It's in the Bible. What is more? I just kind of love uh, confrontation. Could you tell me what's morally wrong? (laughs) Morally wrong is when you are in a relationship. You're in a relationship Mm. with a man Mm -hmm. and you are kissing actively Uh a dog. And so how could oh, you blame the dog? Happy birthday. Thank happy you, Joe. Thank you. Um, Can I pitch what, um, what were you saying? sort of sort of yeah. where I'm where, where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. Which is that have you let the dog be part of it? And see you she, want me to You want she you wants want me to, she wants you to invite the dog into your marital bed. Thoughts? My marital hmm. Um no, I haven't invited the dog to be uh, part, part of it. it. Yeah, what would happen if you what if what would happen if you held the dog while you made out with your boyfriend? You want me to hold the dog in your arms? In your I... arms. Mm-hmm. And sort of okay. You know, because what? Oh, just yeah. No, no, no. Go. Okay, like just. Okay, could you guys just pretend to be me and my boyfriend just kind of making out, and then I'll t- show you what the dog would likely do? Okay. okay. All right, and I'm clutching her face, and... Ooh, I have my hands through Joel's hair. Yes. Scratch! Scratch it! Scratch it! Scratch it! Okay. <laughs> so that is problematic, I guess. If you... Unless you're into that. No, no, I don't like... I don't like animals. Okay, That's don't kink order. shame people, Joe. No, you're I'm already even... you're already okay. It's it's fine for you to cheat on your boyfriend with a dog, but it's not okay for somebody to be into scratching. Um, I'm so sorry. I really I don't mean to be. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I uh, it's not, not yeah. No, I can tell you're up. not trying, Joe. That's actually really evident. Does, you're mm-hmm. not. Does puppy mm-hmm. does puppy kiss boyfriend? Yeah. Uh, no, the boyfriend doesn't allow con- tongue-to-tongue contact with the dog. Oh. Well, see, and I think that might be the problem then. So boyfriend's being being approved. I, I, and, and I think the dog is sort of confused. I think you're confusing the dog. Makes signals. Because the, the dog knows it's okay for you, your mouth, to be licked. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't understand that it's okay. He might think that it's wrong what you're doing with the boyfriend because the boyfriend doesn't oh. sort of... Uh, give up his mouth to the dog, sort of, um, so sort of spread his cheeks, so you're, but you're, spread his lips for the dog. Uh, uh, okay, so you're telling me to to tell Papa not to be such a puppy prude. Yes. yes. Thoughts? Hmm. You seem you seem a little hesitant to take our advice. <laughs> play him the episode. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll play him the episode. Maybe I can make a little, you know, my dog wears this little harness that says nervous. And maybe I could um, kind of attach a little note to the harness that says nervous, um, I don't know, like nervous to be. Nervous Nervous to be rejected again. Yeah, yeah, something like nervous to be rejected again by you, um, adult male, that kind of thing. Yeah. That could work. Yeah. Also, I, I was thinking, too, have you tried incentivizing the dog in a way, like, every time you kiss your boyfriend, you give the dog a treat? 
So you just want me to have like a pocket full of treats every time I become intimate? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Listen, you want it. It's not. It's like you're not really willing. This seems to be the problem is that I you just, have a problem, but you don't want to do anything to change it because it seems like doing the work for you is mm-hmm. is not right. worth what were you gonna it. Say, I'm just a little worried about my boyfriend associating erections with, you know, the flavor of beef or, you know, do you know what I'm saying? But you, but you feed, so you. (laughs) So, but I mean, he's already associating erections with you, right? Are you saying that I smell like beef? (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying what's the, uh, it's a lateral. It seems like a lateral. You seem like a lateral move away from beef. Wait, for real though, what do you think I smell like? Because at one job, someone said I smelled like milk and it kind of <laughs> got in my head for a That's really a long time. That's a crazy thing to I, say to somebody. I think mm-hmm. you smell, in, from what I can remember, I think you smell like hairspray. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I think that's a positive thing. I don't really yeah, have a sense of smell, me. so... Oh, I, oh, Mitra doesn't have a sense of smell, so she doesn't want to tell you what you smell like. Wow. <laughs> this is how avoidant Mitra is from confrontation, is I got rather, rid of my sense rather of smell. than tell you what you smell like, she's going to say well, to you, another adult well. woman, I actually don't have a, a sense of smell. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, re- I don't really have one, so your smell has not registered for me, so whatever it is, it can't mm. be that strong. So even if you smell okay. like milk, it's the faintest hint of milk oh okay okay <laughs> thanks so she's not denying that you smell like milk is what i'm saying i'm just mm-hmm. saying i cannot speak to whether or not you smell like milk at all but you okay. don't smell strongly of milk right, right no problem no thanks thank you it's not the overwhelming thing anyway so i say give him i say every time you kiss your boyfriend you hand him a treat or and you give your boyfriend a big steak yeah. So they both like it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Joe, have you ever had sex in front of the dog? No. Mm, no. 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 I think you should so, start having sex. I oh, think you should Lady doth protest too much. I think you should start having sex in front of the dog so that the dog can see how, how it could actually be infinitely worse for him. Oh. If he doesn't yeah. like the way you kiss, he's going to hate what you do downtown oh you think it's that he just doesn't like the way <laughs> oh. so i think i think you show him how much worse it could get for him you show him mm-hmm. how much worse it could yeah. be you don't like you looking at this look worse? wait until yeah. okay. <laughs> i think i think you should have a freezer full of steaks and a pantry full uh-huh. of dog food so every time you want to hook up your your man and your baby get fed <laughs> uh, um you guys are so wildly awful at this uh, i really appreciate you um walking me through this i've kind of learned a lot well um, we've actually gotten many five-star reviews and um a lot of people have called in and taken our advice and it's gone great for them so well i guess i'll fill up my freezer in my pantry and uh i'll take a video of the dog watching me intercourse and uh, yeah. i'll let you know what works and um leave a review on itunes Okay, we'll be checking in with the that, iTunes reviews. Yeah, it sounds like we did okay. um, some great work here today. Joe, now, you actually, um, you have two podcasts to promote, which yeah. it seems sort of unyieldy, but um, okay. It, you know. seems, it seems like, the you know, the cloud, you know, it's just, when does it rain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what but, the name of those podcasts are really quick. Okay, one is called Dr. Game Show. It was um, it was canceled from the Earwolf Network. How is oh, it? Um, okay, that's sort mm, of... Um, anyway, uh, anyway, that's sort of awkward. Wow. It did, they did tell us that they had to cancel a podcast in order to make room for us, so... Oh, oh. 
<laughs> okay. Anyways, um, what 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 was the other one? So the other one's called um, Everyday Decisions, and basically, I just talk to people to figure out how they live their lives. But I, yeah, if you guys want to, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys would be good guests, or I'm not sure. I think we'd be great guests. Um, Anyways, and then um, also, you were the co-head writer of the National Lampoon podcast as well, correct? Oh. I, I was actually the uh, I was the senior writer, oh. so that's actually not the head writer. That's um, just the oldest person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, well, I'm but sh- I bet you get the comfiest chair. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I guess they did give me the comfiest chair. Back support, lumbar. Yeah, th- thanks. This has been really good. Thanks, guys, so much. You're very welcome, Joe. Jo. Thank you so much for doing it. Guys, okay, check yeah. out um, National Lampoon and um, Everyday Decisions. And I guess, uh, I don't know if they can find Dr. Game Show anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> um, well... Joe, one of well, our very but keep up the good work. Yeah, check out Joe's show in New York, Butter Boy, every Monday night at Littlefield. It's incredible. Joe's incredible. One of my dearest friends. Oh. One of the funniest people in the world. Oh please, please. Well, this has been lovely. You two are just gems, and uh, keep on shining bright. <laughs> you too. Okay, sounds sort of sarcastic. Okay, but if that's how you want to do things, Joe. No, that no. Okay, well, okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Okay, wow. I think um, we lost a friend. (laughs) We lost a close friend. To quote us, I'll just say that I think we gave her some really good advice. Mm -hmm. And I'm quoting us just in the I'll just say of that, obviously. I'll just say we gave her some really good advice. I'll just give her some really good advice. Every woman should have... Um, us a freezer full of fridge. If you if you got a man in your life, you yeah. gotta have a, a freezer. Did I say freezer full of yep. fridge? Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely did. Every woman should have a a freezer full of fridge, but also a freezer full of steak, yeah. so that when you make a big mistake, you can feed your boy a steak. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And with that, we. <laughs> We've, we've ended up this... I've actually been asked as, to leave yeah, please um, get out. the entertainment industry. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, you guys, this is um, so fun. Um, if you have a question and you want to know how much steak you should have in your <laughs> freezer... Or you want to give us an update on updates. some awesome advice. Or if you heard one of our callers and you say, actually, I think they were bad. We need to. I need to jump in here and give my own advice. <laughs> we've gotten a couple of those. That's great. And please feel free to call us at 323-334-0333. Seven one three two three 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 four zero three seven one, or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail dot com. And um, yeah, that's it. I mean, I'll be if you're listening to this and you're in Denver, Colorado, I'll be at Comedy Works starting on the twenty sixth through the twenty eighth. Um, I believe this episode is probably airing around then, Dana. Correct? Yes. Um, so yeah, check me out there. Um, you can check out my show, Three Busy Debras, coming out on Adult Swim at the end of March, on March 29th. At wow. 11, that's Sundays at 11.59, so like Sunday night going into Monday. Yeah. You can watch a it. confusing time. It's a confusing time, but um, so is the world so we're living we in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much, producer Dana, Ryan, July, everyone here at Earwolf. Thanks, Joe Firestone. Thank you so much, Joe Firestone. Thanks, Joel Kim Booster. You know what? Thanks to me, too. <laughs> That's the show. Bye. Bye. <laughs>